It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker in Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. And uh, also, uh, we have some other sponsors we want to mention. We want to mention Eichelberger Farms there in Wayland, Iowa. We want to mention Brothers Market in Sigourney, Iowa. We want to mention uh, we want to mention Henshaw uh, Trailer Sales and and Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland, Iowa. We have Andy Krutzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union with us, and he's just going to give us uh, a little preview of some of the teams that he covers. He he seems to have a little more information on some than others. But uh, welcome to the program, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Well, where do you want to start? Uh, well, we could start, you know, I, I, I said, uh, I've been so enthralled in football that uh, I'm more well, uh, I'm not as well versed as usual about this time, but we could, start, we could start with the big conference. We could start with the SEC, um, talk about that a little bit. I think that's a, a fun conference coming into this year. It's one that you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know. You said you just ha- had a, a podcast about it or talked yeah, to people talked about to it. Yeah, we talked to Nathan Piercy of uh, KMCD, and uh, he said what you said. He says, this is up for grabs. He said uh, yeah. Fort Madison and Washington really uh, uh, lost a lot of seniors, as did Burlington. Yep. Uh, it's just a whole bunch of new new players. Uh, Keokuk looks to be stronger. He said, you know, uh, yeah. Washington has to replace a lot of a lot of seniors, a lot of good three point shooters. Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't know what the defense are going to be like, but uh, that's kind of the fun part about the preseason. Uh, but uh, just pick, start picking out some teams that you cover. And uh, you don't have to go over the whole conference, but just the ones you cover. And uh, let us know what you're looking at for those teams. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, yeah, as, as you said, and as he said, the top three teams in the conference uh, were Burlington, Fort Madison, and Washington last year. And they all, and you know, they weren't that far up from the other three, but they all lost the most, which makes it fun. Um, I'd say Fairfield has to be the, the favorite this year just because they bring everyone back next week. Um, J.J. Lane, uh, Tate Allen. Uh, you know, Evan Haynes, that, that senior class that they have right now has kind of anchored their sports. Uh, and this is their year to do it. I mean, I think that they should have the most pressure on themselves because this is their year where they should probably do it. Um, if you look at all the other teams, they lost a lot. Fort Madison lost a lot. Burlington lost a lot. Um, I was actually just at Washington's practice. They, they'll still have, you know, Ethan Patterson and uh, the six triplets, uh, you know, so that's four kids who played a lot last year coming back. Um, but they got a lot of younger kids. Um, but Fairfield will be the one that they're senior-led. They got the star in Max Wheaton, you know, and I would even throw the other uh, uh, Lane and, and Allen have both been playing for a few years. So um, I'd say they're the favorite, but not the runaway favorite where no one can catch them. You know, Burlington's always good. Or Madison's awesome athlete position. Keokuk's getting better. Uh, as far as the teams I cover, Washington and Mount Pleasant, um, I, I kind of went over Washington. They've got Ethan Patterson, who's been one of the best team players in the – in the league, uh, the last few years, he did get hurt in football season, but it seems like he's healthy. Um, and then they have a, little, they have a lot of size because those three six triplets, uh, uh, AJ, uh, Aiden Alex, um, are probably all going to start, I would say. They're probably going to be the, 
the three, four, five even. Um, so that would be kind of fun. I, that's what I'd assume. I guess I don't know, but that's those are the next guys off the board for those guys. Um, uh, so they and you know they've won three in a row. So you never count out the team that's won that many many in a row. But Ethan Patterson will be taking a lot of shots this year. And then uh, Mount Pleasant, you know, they lost Dewan Trent last year, with a big uh, who was their leading scorer. But they bring back uh, their entire backcourt um, with um, Aiden Ashton and Ellen Vansickle and Peyton Higgins. Peyton Higgins will no doubt be one of the top scorers this year in the conference. Um, and then uh, Carter Amos played a lot, and, and Nate Stroud will be their uh, big man. And um, I saw them at the, their own jamboree last night, and he looked really bouncy and athletic. So uh, they have plenty of kids that have experience. Um, but you just never know. You know, the only thing you can really say is Fairfield's the favorite, and after that, it's it's murky. I think it's going to be like a lot, a lot like last year, where every single game is going to be kind of a dogfight. Well, let me ask you this: uh, How much is Fairfield going to miss Hunter Shakini this year? Yeah, they will. Yeah, that's true. Um, you always have to think about the 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 injuries in previous seasons, and you're right. Hunter Shakini was one of the players last year that was a huge spark spark plug. Obviously, he was one of their best athletes. Um, and they had trouble finding scoring outside of those main three. And that was someone who could come and do a, just a, a ton of stuff. So, yeah, that is really tough. Um, obviously, the football players are always a little banged up. Uh, I think Max Wood was a little bit banged up at the end of the football season even as well. Um, but that's always something to look for is who the heck is going to be healthy. Uh, because between football and the beginning of the uh, basketball season, you know, one or two kids makes a huge difference. That is, that is a huge loss for them on a season where they should be the favorite that they've you know, they've already lost a kid, you know, before the season starts. Well, I, I'm kind of wondering, uh, you know, with all these new players and everything, it's just going to be really hard to see, you know, because you never know. Some kid might step in there. You might have a, a Hunter Hughes type like in uh, uh, Waco that's, you know, people didn't know that much about. It was like a sophomore last year. But, yep. you know, some of these sophomores might come in and, and uh, really be able to hoop it up. So I think it's going to be super exciting in that conference, but uh, what are some of the other teams got going on? Uh, well, we'll talk about the, the Super Conference North should be really interesting. That's the, as far as the Southeast Union is concerned, the Super Conference North is the one that we have the most teams in. Um, and the top two, I think, are obviously this year, Winfield, Mount Union, and Waco. I'm sure Minneapolis has a ton of talent, too. They're going down. They're going – oh, no, sorry. They're going from the north to the south. I got that mixed up. <laughs> and, and Waco went from the south to the north. Between but Waco almost made state last year, you know, they, they lost that, what, four overtime game to Danville, or however many overtimes yeah. it was. Yeah, that was a, that was really yeah. coming down to the wire. Uh, yeah, they got. Let me ask they, you something real quick, uh, uh, just something I really, I did want to know. Uh, Waco and Winfield are now in the same conference, and they weren't last they year. They are back in the north, yep. Just like Waco used to be about five, six years ago, they were always in the north, and they went to the south. Now they're back in the north because of conference realignment, which is good because Waco and Winfield is the main right. You know that's their main right ball. They 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 had really developed one big one. But um, but Waco's back in the north, so um, that'll be the actually when Waco plays Winfield, it'll be a, a show because um, those are probably the two of the best girls basketball teams in the north. So the conference will probably be on the line when they face each other. But uh, Waco's stacked. I mean, uh, and you know they. they Simeon Reich, Max seems healthy. He sure seems healthy in that uh, championship game, which is good. He does everything. Hunter Hughes, Mason Miller, um, the Oswalds, Isaac and Reese, they're, they're all the, uh, they, just like last year, 
uh, Waco should just be able to throw people at you over and over and over and over. Yeah, um, they got that the pain from Ukraine that Odie Stefan shoot. Yeah, yeah, Odie, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's another one, and just, and he's a big body too. Um, and I mean, they will. Uh, Paul Paul Kissel will be able to, you know, run teams out of the floor because he's got so much talent. You know, he's he probably got like eight, was, eight, nine kids that are starters. Coach Kissel was putting Lichty on their best player. I think he went up against Eddie Burgess. Oh, yeah, oh, yep, Colton Lickie. And that was um, yeah. a sophomore. He will block so many shots. They have, they have so much height down low. Uh, yeah, Colton Lickie was amazing last year. Um, yeah, Graber uh, uh, inside. Uh, I mean, they literally have so many kids. You can name 10 kids in here and you're not even – you're still getting quality kids that are going to get a lot of minutes. So uh, it'll be hard for them to even – Figure out who they're starting five is probably because they have so many good players. But let, let me ask you this: uh, I think Hunter Hughes is about as good of, uh, as close to the best player they got. What do you think? Agreed. I would say, and of course, Hunter's like the one kid that doesn't play football, so he's plenty healthy. I see him in the student section all the time. He's their guy. You know, he's the guy I go to for the big shot. Um, you could, you could, you could. I mean, Ryan Max obviously athletic enough. He doesn't score as much as Hughes, but you could kind of put him in that conversation too. But Hunter Hughes is the guy that's going to get the big shot. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's their go-to guy. Yeah, I, you, you got me all hacked up on uh, uh, Waco, but what about Winfield, man? They got some yeah. big-time players. Yeah, well, Winfield has got three Edwards, including Abram Edwards, who's, who's a, a huge, huge body down low. He gets like, you know, 25 and 15 a game or whatever last year, so those ridiculous numbers. And then uh, and then Cam Buffington, who is one of the best, probably the most athletic, you could say, player. Uh, the one that's going to jump the highest and throw down the, the most dunks, he's going to be getting 25 and 15. Uh, but the last couple of years, those guys have had to carry a lot of the weight. And now with the other Edwards kids there, um, they've got some shooters around, you know, with, with the other kids that have come off the bench or that will be in that fifth starting spot this year or whatever. Um, so Winfield will be probably the most entertaining team, in my opinion, and they could very well, between like Waco and Winfield are, are two teams, they could be so good this year. And and if they really play up to their potential, that could be two teams where you're looking at when they come out with the brackets at the end saying, is it really fair to put Waco and Winfield in the same bracket? Oh, uh, because they're going to be so good. They're 14 miles apart or something like that, or maybe less. Yeah. Uh, but tell me about uh, Abram's got a younger brother. Uh, he's a pretty good basketball player, too. What's his name? Yo, could you what what player did you say again? Uh, Abram, Abram's brother is he's got a little brother, doesn't yeah. he? Jake, yeah, Jake, he's got a couple little brothers, but Jake is their um, he was their point guard last year. Jake Edwards, he's a tall point guard. In fact, I saw uh, they tweeted out some highlights from last night, um, and he can get up. He, he's dunking the ball. Uh, he, he's their ball handler, and he, you know he's going to be the guy that <clears throat> is probably is the, their best guard, in my opinion. And then with those two guys down low, and then everybody else on the team is pretty much a shooter. So it's a perfectly set up uh, uh, team. But he, he's their slasher. He's their speed guy. So he'll be a, he'll be the guy that people kind of, kind of the eye-popping guy with people. Because, you know, people always talk about Abe and, um, and Cam. But I'd say Jake will be the one that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, this kid's is really uh, improved this year. Well, if you're on Twitter and you like to see dunks, they, the Winfield Mount Union uh, page will provide you Massive amount of highlight dunks that they, they will. That, 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 that's been pretty fun to watch. Well, geez, we just talked about like three teams, and that's all. Let's, uh, yeah, let's... I know. Um, I'm trying in the north. Um, Hillcrest Academy uh, has a lot last year. They gave Winfield a little run. Uh, Bender, um, that is their best player from last year, literally did 
so much. And he, when they played Winfield in the tournament, he was just on fire. The student section was, was going that, at him. Was uh, that Grant, Grant Bender. Bender? What was that? Was his name Grant Bender? Grant, yeah, Grant Bender. Grant Boy, Bender. He and he player, was making man. shots like crazy. He's as Big good as any of these other ones that we're talking about, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, he sure has, carries he the load, has, doesn't he? He can put the T on his back and take over a game just as well as anybody. And he's so confident. Uh, I remember you know, he was one of those players that I didn't cover. Uh, I didn't cover Hucrist as much the year before. And so watching him in a, a few games live and just seeing, like, the edge that he has um, is is really cool. I, I also specifically remember that at the Winfield game, he was knocking down threes and, and getting rebounds and all that stuff. And he was going back and forth to the student section. And Winfield beat him. And then I, I remember after they lost, he he went out of his way to find some of the Winfield kids and, you know, give them give him a high five or whatever, tell him they did a good job. So he seems like a good kid too. But uh, so, so Hillcrest could, is going to be right up there. And Hillcrest Academy is always, uh, Dwight Gingrich's teams are always at the top, no matter yeah, what, the past just, however many years. They're just a, a real state power in basketball. Yeah, uh, they, they are. Got, they just, I mean, if you look at their records and, and the amount of games that they've won, uh, that's a stellar program. Yeah, I would say in general, just with those three, uh, the 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 top of the Super Conference North will probably be as good as it's been certainly since I've been covering sports down here. Uh, it'll probably be the best year in you know ten years at least, I'd say. Well, what about New London? Are they still in this, or did they move down to the? Yeah, south? well, they're in the south. They're still in the south. They were always in the Super Conference South, and they're the defending. Uh, not only are they defending uh, Super Conference champions because they beat uh, Winfield in that game last year, uh, the the championship, but they have. Blaze Porter and Kate Benjamin, two of the best players. Oh, you boy. can make an argument they have the two best players. Um, they've been two of the best players since they're a freshman. Uh, they're completely electric. Blaze is going to go to uh, Truman State. Um, Kate Benjamin's a Division One uh, track athlete. He just uh, um, committed to Oklahoma State. Um, and then um, I, think, I think the younger Porter is will be a freshman this year, so you're going to have two Porters if I if I uh, am correct on that for the first time ever because they're always like five years apart. Um, they will have, New London will have to replace a good amount of seniors. Um, Swanson is one, you know, um, they had like three or four seniors that were probably their, their third through sixth uh, best players last year. So they'll probably rely a lot on those, especially those big two guys. But I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think relying on Blaze Porter and Kate Benjamin is something that's got back. <laughs> and they could win the game by themselves, you know. I'll tell you, it helps to have all the good teams in one area. You know what I mean? So they have to play each other. Because it just yeah. I'm just coming to the point where it, it just doesn't do much for a team to play, you know, a 7-0 a, a and o team playing a 1-6 and six team or something like yeah. that. It just it doesn't even make any sense. You know, and it doesn't yeah. do either team any good. Agreed. And, you know, New London will get some. So since New London is in the South, as far as their conference, they don't have to deal with Waco anymore, but they have to. Uh, West Burlington will be really good this year. Remember, they, they made it to the uh, was it the Substate Semis against Midbury last year. Um, they have they have pretty much all their talent back. Notre Dame's always good. Um, Van Buren County still has Jackson Manning, so I mean he can score twenty points a game. So you know they they can't be uh, looked past. So New England will have plenty of uh, teams that. Uh, obviously, Nepo is going down to the south. Danville had a lot of seniors last year. They were so good last year. We'll see how they rebuild. Uh, the Twins did such a good job last year, you know, at building that team back up. So I'm sure they'll still be really good. So the Super Conference will be really strong again. Um, and they'll, they'll beat each other up. And then at the end of the year, who knows how many teams we saying deserve to go to state. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, we'll be looking at another thing where two of those teams are, 
are playing each other to go to, uh, to Des Moines, just like Daniel and Lego last year. Well, you got me all super excited about the basketball season, and we haven't even talked about Mid-Prairie yet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, I, I, Mid-Prairie, as far as losing goes, they lost Harmson, they lost um, everyone. I mean, they lost everyone except a couple of kids off that team. So they will be a big-time rebuilding move. They got Al Spean, um, who was a great shooter for them last year, well, last couple of years. Um, and the fact that they're just Mid-Prairie, and uh, I always joke about how Mid-Prairie and New London, no matter who graduates and who comes in, they're going to be good. Um, but, they had, I mean, they're the team that was so good last year. We thought they might win state. They had that tough state uh, quarterfinal game against Monticello. But um, they have plenty of talent. It's just that uh, Mid-Prairie, just like Washington, it'll probably take a little bit. And just like Danville, it'll probably take a few games to get used to, uh, you know, the, the new rotation before they're probably at their peak. Some teams like the Wacos and Winfields of the world will, will burst out of the sea and they'll be sharp probably right away because they're the same kids who played with each other last year, but um, some of those teams lost last year. Mid-Prairie probably lost the most talent, I'd say, of anyone, I'd say, of the Super Conference. Like, if you took their graduated players against everybody else's graduated players, I'd probably take Mid-Prairie. So, a lot of pressure will be on um, those guys that are stepping into roles this year. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, it's coming. It was a lot of great basketball last year in the area, a lot of even matches, a lot of really great uh, hard-fought games, uh, Seemed like almost every night you could find a game on YouTube or something that was just a uh, uh, stellar. Um, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. jacked up. Well, what what other teams are you covering? Did we cover most? Well, of them? yeah. Um, you know, um, Columbus was real young last year. I'm sure that they'll be um, they'll be taking a step up this year. Um, Kyoto still has a scouse of that uh, that always helps because <laughs> uh, they're you know they're ran by a couple of families, um, but they are always good. Kyoto's always one of the best teams to stick all. Uh, what's going to be talked about? Uh, you know, Cardinal will be um, uh, in another year where they're. Let's see, last year they didn't have Griner in them, right? Yeah, no, no, this is the first year without him. Yeah, this is the first year. Cardinal. Okay, just the thing I said about McBurray, Cardinal replaces a, a ton of talent, like basically their whole starting five. So we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, let's see, who else am I missing here? Pekin. Pekin's always good. Uh, they have Luke Long, so that's a you know um, a kid that does everything for him in about every sport. Uh, like Pekin and Hillcrest Academy, teams like that will always be good. You know, no matter who they have, they've always been kind of the top of the north for the last few years or whatever. So yeah, I'm excited um, for Pekin uh, basketball this year too. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see who else we got. We said Columbus. Talked about Hillcrest a little bit. Trying to go through our yeah, union area yeah, teams yeah. in my brain here. I think we might be all the way through. Uh, one thing I'll say real quick about Mid-Prairie, by the way, is uh, Mid-Prairie scheduled. I'm pretty sure that Mid-Prairie boys play against Washington, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant this year. So they're oh, they scheduling the big, the big schools from down here to, I think they might all play in Mid-Prairie. Well, that'll make it easy. That'll make it easy for us. You don't cover Sigourney? No, we don't cover Sigourney. We cover Sigourney and Kyoto in football, but we don't technically cover them in basketball. But you're pretty much the city that you cover. You, you got any thoughts on Kyoto's team this year? I think Kyoto's always one of the best teams in the sickle. Um, as I said, they have a scout, and then they've had, you know, a JD was kind of their guy, and, you know, Saw Sawyer now. So um, they have that that family, uh, you know, where they're always going to have a guy to go to. Um, I think Kyoto probably plays Waco early in the year, which is be a, they almost always do those two go at it. Um, so that'll be a good uh, 
kind of see where they're at, uh, see if they're going to challenge. Because Kyoto's always that weird team where they're not in the Super Conference, but they're in Class 1A. And so they, they will play in the tournament, you know, most likely against the teams that were used to, the Super Conference teams. And so it'll be interesting to see. They kind of hide out over there a little bit in the sickle. And then they show up and, you know, get a three or four seed in the tournament and uh, make it hard on people. Well, it, it seems like the, the boys don't start until after Thanksgiving. Uh, yep. But uh, uh, are there any key matchups that you're already interested in to see in, you know, like a Waco-Winfield type or a yeah. Fairfield-Mount uh, well, Pleasant type game or something? Yeah, definitely will be, uh, definitely Waco-Winfield. That's a big one. Uh, that'll probably I'd rank that number one as far as matchups I'm excited to see. Um, Fairfield-Mount Pleasant, if you went back to, like, their boys' basketball They've probably played close games the last eight times, so I got through a very good Mount Pleasant in there. Uh, Mount Pleasant and Washington is another big rivalry, and that's a that'll be a fun one because Washington has beaten Mount Pleasant, you know, three or four times in a row now. Uh, which leading up to you know about five years ago, Mount Pleasant beat them so many times in a row in boys basketball. So it'll be interesting to see if Patterson and and the Sixes and them can keep that streak going, or if Mount Pleasant's going to knock them off. Um, it's always interesting to see you know for Madison. Uh, Burlington and Keatech when they play against each other, and they'll all be pretty evenly straight. Um, I'll, I'll love watching Mid Prairie play uh, the big schools we cover, Washington, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant. That'll be cool. Um, and then, yeah, and then when Hillcrest comes to Winfield, that'll, you know, after the, the game they played last year, that'll be fun. Uh, West Burlington, New London will be a fun one. Uh, so there'll be a lot. We're definitely not short on big rivalries or big games this year. No, it sounds like we're going to have a, a bunch of fun talent. And- you, th- you, you say uh, Cardinals uh, got a new a bunch of new guys, too, in them? Or? Yeah, because Cardinal had over there, Griffin Breyer, and, um, and Beck, Landon Becker, and they could never stay healthy, but that was they had basically a, an all-senior starting lineup last year. And the, those were the kids that have been playing for, for a long, long time. And, you know, just like their football team, like they had to basically start over from scratch. So uh, that'll be uh, the big thing. Cardinal, not, Cardinal will be – more more newbies than even Midcrater or Washington, I think. As far were, as getting out and played a lot. They were uh they were exciting last year, uh especially they were. when they were healthy. Uh and Van Buren County, you say they, they, they could have a exciting season too. Yep, they they've been a younger team the last few years. They've got some shooters, but the big thing is they have Jackson Manning and you know, I odds are if you if you told me to pick one kid that's gonna be the leading scorer in the super conference, I'd probably pick Jackson Manning. I think he's probably gonna score possibly over 20 points a game this year. Wow, that's um, going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, I, he's he's just basically everything. Um, and I think he's got enough talent around this year where they can shock the people. That he's, he's been, you know, scoring so many points in a loss the last few years, but his teammates have been just as young as he uh, as he is. And so they start adding with shooters, and we'll see. Oh, I also uh, forgot, speaking of Van Buren and Cardinal, um, uh, Cardinal will be in the South Central Conference this year. So they won't even be in the same conference as, as Van Buren and them. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing. They, I think they still play uh, each other, but that's kind of that kind of affects the Cardinal Pekin rivalry and the Van Buren Cardinal rivalry. Um, kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, well, uh, that's interesting. So how how can we follow uh, this basketball season through the Southeast Iowa Union, its website, and uh, and your TV show that you got on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, we've, of course, we've always got the paper Monday through Fridays. Um, we'll have games in. Well, I mean, we we were pretty much, uh, you know, all the way to the wall right now because uh, football just ended. And, and so we've got local stuff pretty much 100%. Um, on Twitter, uh, Hunter and I, Hunter Mullen and I go out to games. 
basically four days a week. Um, and we try and live tweet every single game we're at, as long as the internet's working fine, <laughs> and which usually works out. Um, and then, you know, we try and retweet all the other scores. So we try and make it to where you can go to our Twitter and basically find all the scores. We had a game day page for football. I don't know if we got for basketball. Uh, and then on Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, uh, live on YouTube, on Washington Live YouTube, as well as Washington Live Facebook, Mount Pleasant Live Facebook, Fairfield Live Facebook, and Washington Live Spotify channel. We have a 30-minute sports show that usually goes about 45 minutes because we always go over. And it's it's uh, it's local sports. It's high school. It's college. By the way, Iowa Wesleyan um, will be – this will probably be the best uh, combined men's and women's Iowa Wesleyan basketball year. And, geez, for a long time, they're, they're both – uh, national tournament uh, potential uh, qualifiers. Um, so it's an exciting season, and that's fun. Uh, Wednesdays at 2, and we always tweet it out at, at Union Sports page, and, and we'll have a pin. But then you can watch it, even if you don't get a lot, you can always watch on Well, uh, you've got, uh, you, you'll probably work your way into a few round guy radio games of the week. Uh, oh, I'm sure I will. We, we, we usually see you, but they're always big games. Uh, yeah. But, uh, on your closing thoughts, give me your thoughts on the uh, Waco championship game. Yeah, you know, it was, it was tough because Waco doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and they did make mistakes in the first half. Uh, it would have been a lot closer game if they were – those were really uncharacteristic, the bad snaps on the punts. The, you know, some of those weren't even mistakes, the block punt. and Because uh, the block punt, you can give credit to um, to uh, Rims and St. Mary's defensive line. and same with the thumb recovery touchdown. Uh, you, you can't really pin down any kids because they were right in the backfield. And um, so, I mean, they had they, they fumbled inside their own two-yard line, Waco did, and then they had three fumbles or putt blocks or whatever that led to three touchdowns for uh, Rims and St. Mary. So it stinks because they, you know, you'd like to see them play better. I, I think they could have beaten them um, if they would have played as well as they have. Uh, but that's, that's kind of high school sports. You, you have those bad games and, you hope that they don't happen in the postseason, but you play so many postseason games, it's bound to creep up on you, well, you know, afterwards. But they had such a great run, I mean, and it was packed with Waco people. Waco far outnumbered any other team I saw, you know, uh, up there, probably besides the three, three four, and five, eight teams. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was real close to those seniors being able to play on that play at the Dome. And I think that talking to a lot of them afterwards, it wasn't lost on them that they, you know, that they were in the state championship and that they did something really special. Well, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of overthrows and, and everything. that It just seemed yeah. like the offense was a little off in the first half. But in the second half, it was, it got, uh, it was clicking pretty good. And it got, uh, they got off to a pretty great start when a uh, uh-huh. nice touchdown pass to Colton Lichty. Uh, I thought that was a pretty great play. Yeah, I thought, I thought that in the second half, Isaac Oswald was, was definitely calmed down. He was hitting his guys because they had a couple steps. They were, they were stacking the bucks to stop Sammy Rankinback just like every other team does. Um, Loudon Housing had us a couple of really big runs up the middle. And he had the unfortunate fumble there uh, by the goal line, but I thought that, that was something that kind of calmed their offense down was that they could just give it to him and he could burst up the middle for a few yards. And that, between him and Simeon, especially when they got down, they had a lot of yards after after uh, you know uh, attempted tackle or where guys were getting knocked off and they're running through guys, and so they showed a lot of heart. And I mean, they came back. It was only a twenty-two point game. By the end of it, you know, they ran out of time, obviously. Uh, but I thought in the second half, they kind of showed, you know, their best game. And it's just kind of, it's unfortunate they got in such a big hole because it's hard to dig out of that. I guess a team like Iron Rose and St. Mary's is really, really good. Yeah, so. they're awful good. Uh, we were the only team to hold them under 40 points. 
And uh, yep. Simeon Reichenbach uh, uh, scored another 10 points uh, with the with an extra point, a touchdown, and a field goal. In fact, he became the all-time uh, state uh, uh, field goal leader with the most field yep. goals. Uh, and I don't know, but I'm thinking he might, might be close to 200 points for the season with that extra 10 that he got in the state championship. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone was, I was talking to uh, somebody uh, last night, I think, and we were talking about how Simeon Reich, he, I don't think he's um, committed to college yet. I think he wants to play football in college. He's so good. He's so athletic. Yeah, but if he wanted to, he could probably say, you know, I'm just going to focus on kicking, and he could kick somewhere really big because he's got a huge leg on him. I mean, he, he can hit him from so far out that if he wanted to just be like, hey, I'm going to be a kicker, he'd be one of the more athletic kickers you've ever seen. But uh, hopefully he, find, he find, finds a, a spot where either he can do both or he's, you know, does whatever he likes better than the other. But between running the ball and kicking, that's kind of a tough decision for him. Well, when it comes to athleticism, he's at the top of the charts, man. He is. I mean, he is so athletic. But there were so many, so many great players. Deerst, I thought he played a great game. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. You know, and uh, Housengate really did get some tough yards up the middle, although uh, that was a rough defense. They never, ever faced anything like that. And uh, their mm-hmm. defense won the championship for them. Uh, yeah. I thought they were. I thought they were an excellent team. That Rims and St. Mary's. They. They. Uh, they were. But they, they are, were really. You know, it seems like they should move them up to A or something because. I would love like they that. Win yeah. Championship every freaking year, and that's uh, not fair to everybody else, I guess. But. Well, I. So I'm. There's always a debate on private schools and uh, the free and reduced lunch and all that stuff. I, I'm, I'm more than the free and reduced lunch. I, I do wish it's a. It's a little weird in football because you know if you're playing eight man and I do, you don't have enough players to play eleven man. That's all the way through, but. In, in sports in general, I would like to see private schools go maybe just either a multiplier or maybe bump up a class because uh, and St. Mary doesn't bother me as much as when, you know, Cedar Rapids, Xavier, or Iowa City, Regina, uh, a team in a really big city where you know that they have a ton of kids to choose from. Well, it um, often happens when I talk to Andy or any of the great guests that we have, we run out of time before we run out of conversation. But we're, yeah, yeah. we are out of time. But thanks for being with us, Andy. This is a great conversation. You. And you got yeah, me pumped up so for much. basketball. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks a lot.